The aftermath of yesterday's press conference with President of Baseball Operations John Mozeliak continues. We've got information about the coaching staff changes. We'll break down the spots where the increase in payroll could be used and more Cardinals players are not only up for awards, but they're winning them as well. We'll tell you all about it on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. We're also on YouTube, available there for you to see my bright and shiny face. You can like and subscribe and comment. That way you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So we're still kind of unpacking everything that uh, Mo spoke about in his press conference yesterday. Uh, The coaching changes obviously were a big deal. Hitting coach Jeff Albert and pitching coach Mike Maddox both are gone and have left on their own accord, despite Mo saying in his press conference yesterday that he was anticipating on having them both back in 2023. And I speculated yesterday on some of the reasons behind leaving the team for each guy. And I wasn't exactly far off on some of those answers as more information trickled out about the the different moves. Now, when I recorded things yesterday, we didn't know everything of why they decided to do what they did. Again, Jeff Albert and Maddox, they were not fired. We know that much. Their contracts were up this season and both decided to move on for different reasons. Now, Rick Hummel at the Post-Dispatch wrote up that Mosellock said this about Maddox. That after 20 seasons with four major league teams, Maddox wanted to step away from the major league coaching scene and do something at a different pace. And I get that. That makes sense. The guy's 61 years old. The idea of doing another spring training, 162 games, hopefully a playoff run. You've got all the travel. Maybe it was a little too much for him at this time. He didn't want to return. And I, for one, appreciate the fact that Mike Maddox was honest and that if his heart wasn't totally into it, that he didn't just take the paycheck and go through the motions this season because he could have done that very easily. He had enough, so said that that's what was going on with him, and and that's cool in my book. And it's done at a time that gives the team plenty of time to seek out who they want internally or externally before they have to make a decision on uh, who the coach is going to be. Jeff Albert, on the other hand, 41 years old, joined the franchise after the 2018 season. And according to Hummel's story, said he was tired of the noise from the court of public opinion that had gone thumbs down on Albert's hitting philosophy, essentially blaming him for any and all offensive slumps. The quote from Mosellock was, Jeff accomplished exactly what we were hoping he would do. He modernized our hitting program, our strategy. He made a huge contribution to our minor league side. From that standpoint, it was a success. When you look at what was happening up at the big league level, people were tough on him. It wasn't an easy job. Our offense was good this year, though. I was hopeful that he would come back, but there was a lot of frustration. Albert took a lot of the blame when things weren't going well. I was prepared to offer him a contract, but before I even got that out of my mouth, he already had told me he was not coming back. If you read social media, a lot of people put a lot of blame on him. 
Now, Jeff Albert spoke to Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch by telephone, according to the story, said he made his decision to leave for personal reasons, taking into account what's best for his family and because he felt it was time to pursue other challenges and opportunities. He said he had nothing specific in play, but referencing the Cardinals organization said, there's a really good player development program in place, and there are a lot of good things happening for the organization offensively after the past four years. And that puts them in a real strong place. I felt like after last year, there was more to do. We were headed in the right direction, but needed more results. It's a credit to the group that we got there. So who is going to come in to fill these roles? We talked about this yesterday. Cardinals Hall of Famer Matt Holliday's name had been kicked around, and it was brought to my attention by a number of different people, which I appreciate you guys reaching out, that he had spoken recently about wanting to stay at home with his family. And I heard the interview that he did when uh, he was asked if Skip Schumacher, who's now the Marlins manager, had called him and if he invited him to say, hey, why don't you come work with me at Miami? And he said, Holiday saying he would tell Skip no, that he would not do that. So if that's the case, then I think the next guy up that makes sense is assistant hitting coach Turner Ward, who from everything I've read and heard is very popular among the players. Uh, pitching coach-wise, strategist is how you're supposed to say it, not strategist strategist, I don't know, strategist, I think it's how you say it, Dusty Blake, anyway, fancy word, Dusty Blake is his name, though, a favorite to be promoted into one of the two pitching-related coaching positions, and Adam Wainwright said in an interview uh, at one point, but the next guy, whether it's Dusty or whoever, they'll do a great job, so somebody asked Wainwright about Dusty, and I, I guess seal of approval there from Wayno. Uh, Hummel also brought up former Cardinal Dan Heron, as a long shot, most recently, Heron has been a pitching strategist while working for the Arizona Diamondbacks from his home in Long Beach, California. I don't know why that word gives me so much trouble. Strategist. Strategist. I got it now. General managers meetings, which are scheduled for mid-November. And as I mentioned yesterday, teams generally like to have the coaching staff in place by then. The World Series will take precedent for the next week or so. And usually the league prefers the teams not make any major announcements while the Fall Classic is going on. So we'll just have to wait and see what the team decides to do. Now, the increase in payroll, that statement is uh, something that's gotten a lot of fans curious and speculating on uh, where or who that money might get spent on. And uh, we're going to go through some of the popular names next here on Locked on Cardinals. Now, when you're getting ready in the morning for whatever plans you have for the day, whether it's uh, going to work or you're going out to play 18 holes of golf, shopping with the family, going to a lunch or a dinner, whatever it is, you want to be comfortable at all times. And if you have multiple things to go to and do, uh, you want something that can really kind of fit all of the occasions, right? I mean. I've seen my wife change outfits like three and four times a day. I've had I've seen it because certain things don't go with certain activities, according to her. So um, that that looks miserable watching her change all of her clothes all the time, and then she's got to do all the extra laundry. It just seems like a pain hole, like a big old pain in the butt, right? Well, that's not something you need to go through, and that's why you should update your closet with our friends at Roan. Dress shirts are a necessity for an adult. They just are. And the dress shirt would certainly do for a radical reinvention. And Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. They've got the comfortable four-way stretch fabric, which provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy whatever life throws your way. Because you don't want anything that's super tight. 
You know, it's annoying. It's uncomfortable. You're always pulling at the shirt. You know what I'm talking about? We've all gone through it when a shirt's too tight. It's not, it's not great. Uh, it's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt. That's another thing. Like the hassle of having to do the ironing, you know, you or you do the thing that I do from time to time where you get the shirt all wet and then you got to stick it back in the dryer and let it tumble over and over and over to get the wrinkles out. Don't have to worry about that. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. Just that easy. How about the odor-free technology, the gold fusion? This is a big deal. Anti-odor technology. You'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether, which gets quite expensive. If you've ever gone to a dry cleaner, you know it ain't cheap. The commuter shirt. It can be yours, and it can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. If you want to get your hands on one, do yourself a favor. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. And they've got all kinds of stuff at their website, but that commuter shirt, pretty sweet. 20% off your entire order, though, when you head to rhone.com slash locked on and use code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. I want to again thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, I encourage you to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, a lot of NFL news being dropped uh, today. You heard about the Bengals. Jamar Chase going to be out four to six weeks with the hip issue. Uh, you've got Thursday night football tonight with Tom Brady against Lamar Jackson. Uh, obviously, the World Series coming up this weekend. And um, Locked on Sports today. They'll have you covered each and every day. So uh, give them a try. Now, one of the things that is fun to do in the offseason as a fan, as somebody who works in the business is you get to play general manager, right? And you get to discuss and bicker and argue and however you want to describe whatever it is you think the team should do to improve for next season, you get to do that. You know, it's like going to the bar and you get to chit chat with all the guys about, you know, this guy stinks or this guy's great or we should do this. And we love doing that stuff. It's great. We love doing it at the dinner table at the gym out with our buddies, do it online with people, you know, some way that, that, you know, like we interact on our YouTube channel, um, video games. We like doing it on video games. I I had a franchise with the Cardinals on MLB the show this year and I needed to make some deals. I wanted to improve the team. So I went out and got Joey Gallo and Salvador Perez to solidify my team and not to brag, but we did win the title. Just saying, but it's easy to do when it's not your money, right? You know, when you don't really have to worry about, you know, however, much money you need to spend to get guys. And, um, but that's, what's fun about it. You know, we could still chat about it. So let's do that right now. Uh, Mosellock says the payroll is going to increase and that got everybody's minds working about, Ooh, who's that mean we're going to get, we're going to get some expensive new toys on the Cardinals team. Uh, the team does have, I want to point this out 11 players who are arbitration eligible and are due raises. So that's one reason why the payroll might be going up as well. Um, but Mosellock detailed an offseason shopping list that included an everyday catcher, pitching depth, and looking for a hitter who would add dimension, depth, and damage to the lineup, left-handed hitter preferred. Now, we talked about the catching options a bit yesterday. Uh, I'm totally in on Wilson Contreras. I, I don't want to spend the prospect capital it would take to get someone like Sean Murphy from Oakland. If you can just sign someone like Contreras, 
to a solid two, three-year deal until Ivan Herrera, if he is the guy they think he'll be, and it appears that they do think he's the next guy for them in this organization, if he's going to be your future starter, what you're looking for is a stopgap, right? But you don't want like just some average catcher, right? I mean, you still want somebody good. We still are trying to win a title this year. We're not waiting for Yvonne Herrera to come up on this team to win a title. So I don't see why this isn't the perfect fit with Wilson Contreras. Unless someone offers him, say, five years, which might be a little too rich for the Cardinals' blood, uh, I don't see why they're not all in on Contreras as your guy to start and then have Herrera learn from there. Um, Herrera can play another season in Memphis. You get Contreras, and then you've got Contreras and Kisner as your one and two. Uh, let Herrera play another season in Memphis. Kisner's the backup. Costs you nothing but money instead of having to swap prospects. Because who knows what Oakland's going to want in return. Because Sean Murphy's a good player. Gold glove winner. 20 home run type of power. Now, I did bring up, if you're trying to maybe knock out two birds with one stone, you can get Sean Murphy and outfielder first baseman Seth Brown from the A's for a group of prospects. That's something I might entertain. Uh, the Cardinals need a left-handed hitting outfielder. Brown, 29 years old, hit 25 dingers and drove in 73 RBIs, had 11 stolen bases. He only hit 230. Be prepared for that. But his stats show that he's a decent outfielder where he was able to play all three positions. Arbitration eligible, which means he's due a raise just like Murphy, which is why the A's would want to unload him. But what would the A's want in return for these kind of guys? Maybe we'll do a, a, a crossover with the Oakland A's guy and see uh, what, what he thinks they'll want in return. But um, I don't know. Oakland usually wants some pretty good prospects in return for guys like them who aren't expensive yet, but are getting ready to be expensive. And that's why they're going to unload them. So we'll see. Uh, Jack Peterson, obviously a name Cardinal fans are familiar with because a lot of people wanted him last year. 30 years old. Uh, we all thought, well, I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of us thought he would fit the bill of the Cardinals' needs last year. And instead, he went to the Giants, and the Cardinals ended up with Corey Dickerson instead. Peterson, it's 274 with 23 home runs and 70 RBIs for San Francisco and just 380 at-bats last year. That's pretty good. And he only had 49 official at-bats against left-handers, where he hit 245 with two home runs and 11 RBIs. So he's a left-handed hitter against righties only is really what we're getting at. Versus righties, a lot of damage done. 278, 21 home runs, 59 knocked in. He cost San Francisco $6 million last year. The Cardinals took Corey Dickerson. That cost him $5 million, and he hit 267 with six home runs and 36 RBIs. So for a million dollars more, which is a lot of money to me and you, but in baseball, it's not. You could have had Jack Peterson instead of Corey Dickerson. So that seems like a huge mistake. And uh, Spot Track, which is a great website, if you guys haven't gone there, when it, uh, having to do with um, payroll and people's contracts, great website. They have Jack estimated because of what he did this past year. Instead of making $6 million, they got it jumping up to $14 million next year. Another name that's been brought up is Brandon Nimmo of the New York Mets, former first-round pick in 2011. He had a solid year for New York, hit 274, 16 home runs, 64 RBIs. He cost them $7 million on a one-year deal. Said to become a free agent, he's 29 years old. Uh, SpotTrack estimates him to be worth closer to $20 million this year. And then there's Joey Gallo going to be 29. That can't be right, can it? $20 million for Brandon Nemo. That can't be right. That's got to be a typo of some sort. We'll look this up real quick while we're here. Brandon Nemo contract. 
because that seems a little bit rich considering uh, what they were just about to make with uh, with Jack Peterson making 14. There's no way. I think I got my my stats there confused with uh, Michael Conforto is who I think I've got that confused with. So let's see if we've got uh, any updates here. Well, we'll come back to this because I don't want to just waste your time on this. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's got. I'll have to look it up again, but it's not going to be 20 million. I would imagine it's somewhere around the same amount that uh, Jack Peterson is worth somewhere in that vicinity. So I would say somewhere between 11 and 14 million. Then you've got Joey Gallo going to be 29. He's won two gold gloves, two-time all-star regressed immensely over the last couple of years, going to the Yankees, then the Dodgers last year. He hits an ugly 160, 19 home runs, 47 RBIs, 350 at bats, not horrible, but then 163 strikeouts. That's really bad. He strikes out almost 40% of the time. And just to kind of put that into perspective for you, uh, Nolan Gorman, who a lot of people were upset about how much he struck out, struck out at a 33% rate. And we all know Tyler O'Neill, People complain about him striking out a bunch. He strikes out at a 27% rate. So 40% is absolutely nuts. But it's a name that will be out there, and Track says he's worth about $9 million. One-year deal, maybe? Like I said, he can do a couple of different things. He play outfield, play first. He can play third. Power hitting, left-hander, doesn't have the big city pressure of New York and L.A. because he was fine with the Rangers. He was a two-time All-Star. Uh, what about Andrew Benatendi? Solid year with Kansas City, gets traded to New York, and then gets hurt immediately. Uh, Michael Brantley from the Astros coming off shoulder surgery. Uh, same for Michael Conforto, who I mentioned earlier. I think that's the money I was talking about uh, from the Mets. Sat out all season with shoulder issues as well. But over his career, he's averaged 255, 28 home runs, and 85 RBIs, 29 years old. He's the one that uh, is $20 million is what Track has him listed as uh, possibly making next year. And then you've got the shortstop position. There are, there are a lot of big names available there. Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson. They kind of headline the list of free agents. Um, and you got to put in Xander Bogarts. That's a possibility, too, because he's got a, I believe it's a player option with Boston. So he could opt out. And I would love to have any of these guys. I just cannot wrap my head around the idea that this is where they're going to spend crazy money to get one of them. It just does not seem like a cardinal thing to do. Uh, Spot Track has estimated their salaries as follows. Correa made $35 million this year. Said he's opting out with the Twins uh, to, I can only assume, land a longer deal since his deal with the Twins was only for three years. So um, $35 million, I don't think he's going to take less than that. Uh, Trey Turner made $21 million and is due a monster deal that could see him get $33 million a year, according to Spot Track. Uh, the Dodgers would be foolish to let him get away. They've got the funds. I don't know why they'd let him go. Uh, Dansby Swanson made $10 million and is due a big deal. Spot track has him estimated at $24 million a year. And then Xander Bogarts, he's supposed to make $20 million this year, but has that opt-out, he could be in the mix. And Spot track has him listed at $31 million. That's the estimate for his contract. So a lot of money <laughs> being thrown around here. Um does that sound like a Cardinals thing to do to spend $30 million a year on somebody? Um, you know, Goldie and Arenado, they're doing that area with, with those guys. I mean, that's the kind of money they're spending on them too. Would they do it for a third guy? I would, I would love it. And if you're going to do it, I, I'm, I'm asking Trey Turner to come visit St. Louis because I love Trey Turner. 
coolest slider on the planet, and he can do it all. He's got defense, batting average, power, speed. He's perfect. But why would the Dodgers ever let him get out of there, get out of L.A.? Like, why would they? I don't know. I don't know how that would happen. Dansby Swanson seems like a guy that would fit well with the Cardinals. His kind of makeup. Xander Bogarts. I mean, they're they're all good. They're all good. I just don't know if that's what the Cardinals will do. But I've been wrong before. I have been. Uh, Cardinals are up for more awards and even won some today. I'm going to tell you about those next year at Locked on Cardinals. The postseason awards nominations continue to be released. Some more prominent than others. So let's run through the ones that we know of right now. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, finalist for the Player's Choice Award for the Player of the Year, along with the Yankees' Aaron Judge and the Angels' Shohei Otani. He's also a finalist for Outstanding Player in the National League, where he is competing against Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers and Atlanta's Austin Riley. Cardinals utility man Brendan Donovan was one of three finalists for Outstanding Rookie in the National League, along with Atlanta's Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II. Albert Pools, named one of three finalists for the comeback player in the National League, along with Atlanta's Ronald Acuna Jr. and San Diego's Brandon Drury. How do you not give that to Pools? Dude got to 700 home runs. Come on. Uh, former Cardinal Matt Carpenter played for the Yankees this year, a finalist on the American League side for the American League Comeback Player of the Year Award. So that would be cool if he could win that one, because we still still got a lot of love for Carp right here. Uh, Goldschmidt, Arnato, Pujols, and Edmund were named finalists in the balloting for their positions for the Silver Slugger Awards. That's a big deal. Wouldn't that be cool? Albert got uh, the Silver Slugger Award for DH in the National League. I mean, look at his numbers. Goldie will probably get it at first. Nolan's got to be right there at third. Tommy, I mean, they were good this year, man. The Fielding Bible Awards were announced. If you're not familiar with those, uh, defensive awards, uh, Nolan Arnato becomes the first Cardinals third baseman to win a Fielding Bible Award at that position. He won four of them during his time with Colorado. Well-deserved, obviously. We know how good Nolan is. Uh, the Cardinals had a second Fielding Bible winner in the newly established multi-position category. Drum roll. Tommy Edmund. Gaining the honor there. Edmund was third at second base in defensive runs saved at plus 19. Goldie was a runner-up. He did not win, but was a runner-up at first, losing to Christian Walker of the Arizona Diamondbacks. On the state, a good and bad on the state in Cardinals history. 2006 at the New Bush Stadium, the Cardinals beat the heavily favored Tigers 4-2 to in Game 5 of the Fall Classic to win their first world championship since 1982. With an 83 and 78 record. Remember, they backed into the playoffs and barely made it. Won less games than any World Series champion in baseball history that year. And 83 wins ends up taking the title. Unbelievable. And then you had 2013, where the Red Sox won the first World Series game to ever end on a pickoff play. Beating the Cardinals 4 to 2 in game four, they sweep the World Series when 23 year old rookie pinch runner Colton Wong, who was in. Uh, pinch running in that one gets caught off first base by Boston closer Koji Uahara. Remember that name? Oh my gosh! And I remember that moment, and I'm sure Colton Wong does too because we were all worried about Colton Wong after that, like his psyche. Remember, that's when we learned that he had like a fragile psyche and he was all beat up about it. So he got over it, won some gold gloves, and was a good player. Still is a good player, free agent, by the way, after this year. All right. 
So that's going to wrap things up today. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. For your next listen, punch it on over to the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, all under one roof at Locked on Sports Today. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit that notification button so you're alerted when we get the new videos out to you. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 